Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Real Estate and Business Show podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 3rd, and we have special guest John Cole today. We have Ooh. special guest Jessica Zilke and Kevin Stewart from the Stewart team in downtown Rochester, Michigan. Hey, Welcome. Kevin. Hey, Jessica. How's it going today? Hey, good. Hey. How are you guys today? Well, if you can't tell, I'm pretty excited. And Kevin, this has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that Michigan State won a very big basketball game last night that could propel us into the NCAA tournament so we don't miss out for the first time in 22, 23 years. Now, the job that Tom Izzo has done with this team in the last month has been unbelievable. And I just look forward to seeing the Michigan State Spartans in the NCAA tournament. John Cole, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree, you know, just for the, the fact that we just got to keep the streak alive. Um, we need to, we need one more win in the regular big 10. And then also, uh, you know, maybe a win or two in the, in the big 10 tourney to be able to get in. I mean, Michigan's got this whole thing locked up. Uh, they're so good. They forgot to play last night, but that's all right. They're they're afforded a every opportunity to uh, not show up because they're uh, they are really good. Really, really they are good. a very good team, and uh, you know, let, you know, I, I think I want to leave it at that. They're a good team. We're just hoping the Spartans get in. Maybe they can do some damage. But uh, Jessica Zilke, I'm so excited to bring the purchase energy today. It seems that the sun is out. It seems that, you know, every single second we get closer to good weather, the home buying environment has never really taken a break this winter, right? But the thing is, you know, we just, you know, we're seeing no interruption, but let's talk about the inventory and let's just talk about prices going through the roof. What are you finding out out there, Jessica? Uh, prices are going through the roof within about hours um, of a property being listed. Uh, we've got multiple offers. So if a property is listed at 9 a.m. today and buyers have the opportunity to physically walk through it, they've already got multiple offers inside of four to six hours um, on the table. Um, most offers are going between ten and $30,000 over the asking price and buyers in order to be a little bit more competitive with not just price, they are removing all or some of their two contingencies that are in place to protect them, which is the inspection contingency and, or the appraisal to, limit the seller from that risk and they decide to take on that risk themselves if they choose to be that competitive. Um, Most of the properties that I'm walking into, I showed three families, three sets of families yesterday. And in most of the properties, there was a line of cars with four other families uh, waiting to walk into the property when we leave. Wow. So That is crazy. So this is the reality, everybody. And Kevin Stewart, the reality seems to be lack of inventory, multiple offers, tens of thousands of dollars over and above a listing. And all of that doesn't frighten me at all. That that is what it is. But now when Jessica 
is experiencing the reality of the waivers of the protection mechanisms for a buyer. One being the appraisal and the most important to me, Kevin Stewart and Jessica Zilke, the inspection waiver. You guys have got to talk me off the inspection waiver ledge. Kevin Stewart. Well, I'm not going to talk you off the uh, ledge. I'm, I'm, I know me and you are pretty much on point on this. I, we still are not getting that many people that are, are waiving their inspection. We just had a uh, property that sold last week. We had two listings go on in the same day. Both went multiple offers. One of them was a little bit higher in sanity than the other. We had... 70, I think 78 showings in four days on this property. 19 offers came through and it ended up going 40 grand over asking price, um, which is nuts. Not one of those 19 offers waived their inspection, um, which didn't hurt our feelings. My, my, my um, sellers were not worried about that at all. We don't ever recommend for our buyers to waive their inspection. If somebody's going to do that, more power to them. But if our if our buyers do that, you know, we we make them sign something that says this is outside of the scope of our recommendation. Your due diligence is important. Frankly, it's a bit from the seller's standpoint, it's not a bad thing either. I mean, yeah, it's great if they waive it and you know it's a fully locked deal. I don't mind, and Jessica's used this one before, is using the inspection for due diligence purposes only. Jessica will write it in that says, this is for due diligence only. It is a yes or no inspection. It's not going to be used for renegotiation. That's really what sellers are worried about. Sellers are worried that the person is going to go and throw a massive offer on the table, use the inspection as their chance to actually then negotiate and get the property for what they want, and then try to redo the whole deal. That's where sellers get nervous. And so Jessica has been using the, hey, this is for information only, and it is on a pass-fail basis. That has been a pretty good clause for us to put in there because I don't like the idea of buyers not doing due diligence. I think it's important. I think it's the only way to protect them. You're making way too big of a purchase, and there is things that every homeowner doesn't know about their house. They don't go in their attic every day. I mean, it's just, I yeah. right? So you those know, things are super important. Kevin's Kevin spitting the knowledge that that's, it's a trend-setting type thing. I, I personally had not heard that approach before and i really like it i mean i think yeah. it's it's a it's like you said it's it gives them a sense of a, a relief that this is a the deal negotiated the way it is is going to stay and you know whether or not this is just a pass fail to say yes or no and there was an article from the wall street journal just under a week ago about uh multiple people across the nation who had uh not done an inspection one did a zoom uh, call or a Zoom call, FaceTime call so that they could see the property and also with the uh, the inspection. The other was uh, not there in person at all. And in both situations, one was the, the house was sided with wood and there were woodpecker, there was a woodpecker infestation, mm -hmm. something the inspector missed. The other one was that there were wasps in the backyard, like just that, and their son was highly allergic to wasps. So these two things, as minute as they are, easy to remedy, cause these people so much stress and it's one of those things where you just can't pass up an inspection i can't i can't talk you off the ledge harry i can't yeah I well can't i'm going to say this to you uh, let me say this to you i have one word for what jessica brought up and that kevin confirmed with regard to the inspection that makes me feel so much better i'm going to tell you john you've been doing this 24 years i'm going on 33 years 
what you said, Jessica and Kevin, that you confirmed is brilliant. And I'm going to steal it and I'm going to use it, but I will give you guys the footnote. Brilliant. Inspection, yes. Don't waive it, but we're not going to use it for renegotiation. That's a win-win. It's a win for the seller and it's a win for the buyer. Now the buyer can always get out and say they don't like the inspection, so we're out of the deal. And the seller can say that's okay too, but we're not going to use it for renegotiation. I love that. You have talked me off the ledge. I appreciate it. The good news is this wasn't rehearsed. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Jessica, thank you for teaching this old dog a new trick. And I really appreciate that. So everybody who's listening out there, you can learn something new every day in home buying in the environment right now, which is very exciting. It's very strong. Multiple offers, tens of thousands of dollars of over asking price. Do not waive the inspection. Get an inspection. Use it for due diligence and not for renegotiation. And the chances are everybody will come out a winner one way or another. I love it. Thank you very much. And I in love that. situations, the seller likes that because the seller knows that now they're, it can never be said, oh, well, you hid this, you hid that. No, you still did your due diligence. You still did your double check. Your inspector didn't find it. That's not our problem. So it's a safety net for the seller and the buyer. I think it, it needs to be in the contract. So I, I like it when they're worded this way. I think it benefits the entire market space. Definitely for the buyer and the seller, it's a protection piece across both ends of the spectrum. And it's and that's that was not a me idea. That was a Jessica idea. So she needs to get- I love it. I love it. Hey, She's been doing that one with her buyers. So I'm going to go to Jessica on this next one. So Jessica, housing inventory coming up. Listen, everybody right now, we're hoping the snow melts pretty soon. The weather seems to be getting a little better, but we know living here in Michigan, we know we're going to have another snowstorm. Let's face it. We just know that. Um, we're hoping we don't, but we know we will because it's where we live. Um, where do you see, and Kevin, it'll go to you next, but I'm going to start with Jessica. Where do you see the inventory come April 1st, April 15th? I mean, it's got to increase. It can't go down. Well, yeah, that's uh, my philosophy. My mindset always errs on the side of glass half full and it's pretty much where we are as well. It, it can't, it can't go down from here. And as the warm weather has creeped up, we have seen the increase in volume. More properties are coming on the market at a higher rate as the weather has gotten warmer. Um, I think one veil that has helped is schools are starting to go back for a lot of the families who were parents are working in the house and kids are, are school from the house. Um, it's very, very difficult for them to then also list their home and for me to take my buyers and walk them through the house, then now parents aren't working, kids aren't doing virtual school. So with a lot of those things that have become our norm for the last calendar year, it does seem like a lot of those day-to-days have lessened. It has led to more of an increase of properties that are coming on the market across the board. Um, but just like this time last year, both Kevin and I were 
trying to calm fears of our clients when everything did get shut down. And both of us uh, felt very strongly that there was going to be pent up demand. That pent up demand is still existing. There are buyers that still want to buy sellers that want to take advantage of low interest rates and are realizing, hey, the way that we're living our life in this home, we didn't anticipate needing to have our kids schooling virtually or two offices or in some instances, three offices. So I am very hopeful. Um, We are a company that does stay in contact with our clients. Um, Some of my clients, I poke fun and say, we need to get a a friends and family plan because I talk to them uh, multiple times a day. And I'm sure uh, some of them don't love to see my name pop up on their cell phone, but nonetheless, we, we maintain that line of communication and attempt to calm fears. Things are going quickly. So this is not for the faint of heart buyer or seller. If you have a very hard and fast work schedule or work coupled with kids schedule, personal schedule, and you can't get out of the house quickly, this is going to be a very frustrating real estate market for you. You may lose out on a few properties just based on time alone, even if you are very well qualified or you do have equity in another property right now, it's just how quickly can I get you into a property to even see it, to even know that it's going to be a candidate for you to offer on. I do anticipate that we are going to get more um, more properties coming on the market here come spring and summertime. There's just so much pent up demand. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, um, to you on this, Jessica brought up that three word phrase, pent up demand. How strong is the pent up demand? What are you feeling and how strong is that pent up demand? I think it's pretty strong. Um, it's a little tough to tell because people are a little shelly right now. Like they're kind of staying in their shells about it and what they want to do. I think the pent up demand is being held based on a little bit of fear factor as well. Um, there's a fear factor to that pent up demand. So I do think that there is definitely a lot of it there. I know people, I've had enough discussions with people that I know if people were confident that they could find a place to buy, they would immediately start selling their houses. So it's a circular issue. No one will put their house in the market. Therefore no one will, you know, it, 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 it see the problem. Right. I'm fearful that I can't find something to buy. So therefore I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to sit in my hands and everybody does that. And so then there's continues to be no inventory and it, it puts this circular issue on the table. And that's, I think ultimately what's keeping people from jumping on the market right here, right now. I think if they see things come up and inventory increase some, there'll be a confidence level that will change and adjust. And I think once that happens, I think that's when we'll start to see it get a little bit more back to what I would consider a more stable market. This is unstable. In my well, opinion, that, I don't know if you guys it, agree with me, but this is unstable. Like this is your thoughts. We talked about this on Saturday um, on mm-hmm. the radio show and, um, and also last week's podcast. Um, and yeah, Kevin brings up a great point. And, you know, that's, I kind of want to ask Kevin, what do you think kind of doing like having people say, Hey, get your house on the market. Um, if you sell it, let's do a 90 day close, you know, up to 90 day close, something like that. So that they have more time to look. And also that if you can't find anything in the first 45 days, you can back out of this transaction just to get, you got, you're right. You got to get people off that, 
that uh, that diving board and just into the pool so that they can try to you know see what's out there and also let people know that their house is now going to be available. We've been in advise we've been advising that the flip of the contingency. So flipping and making it contingent upon the seller finding a home satisfactory to their needs. And so, and yeah, what you said and the way to do it is just that you write a purchase agreement, you put the timeline out um, similar to how you would do a, a, a 72 hour, 48 hour contingency. You know, you, you have a pre-negotiation on when did the timeline start? So you don't ask the buyer to even do their inspection right away. You say to everybody, you know, you can, but you don't have to, right? right? Like we can pause this whole deal. Give us 45 days to go find a house. We'll let you know inside that once we find a house, we'll immediately start the timeline and squish everything back together. So right. um, I think that's a very valuable opportunity and option for clients right now. I think for anybody who is scared, they can't do that. The market will hold on that because again, there's so many buyers out there that can't find a house. So will someone sit there and take the risk of just signing a purchase agreement to have to sit and cross their fingers for 45 days? Sure. Because they got a house. They at least know it's under contract. They know that, um, there's a really good chance that the end is near. Jessica's sold some houses this way. We've sold some houses this way. So we've done it. And Jessica, my knowledge, I don't think we've had one go bad yet. Have we? No. And I've been, I've put buyers in that position, explain to them what it meant um, because it is a little unfamiliar to buyers unless they were looking, you know, just shy of 10 years ago, that was more common 10 years ago where there was a lot of people were underwater and they couldn't sell their house. It wasn't that they couldn't find a house. It's that they couldn't sell for the right price. So it's, it is a little bit of a perception shift. Um, agents who haven't been uh, in the day-to-day of just this, this crazy market, they have a little bit of a negative perception on what that marketing looks like. Buyers aren't really experienced to understand what that verbiage in the marketing means. Um, but no, to... I've had a few buyers, I'd say probably about three um, that have offered on properties with that type of marketing. And because the seller was prepared, it, we were able to streamline them. The closings happened very smoothly, very fluidly because everyone was prepared. The agents had enough experience to know where their client needed to go next. Um, we have an advising clients to to do this, that if at least we can just take off that veil of, of fear, John, you guys from capital mortgages position, when we are writing contracts with a 90 day close, does that, does that put the buyer and, or the seller in, in any sort of risk? Is that difficult on your end? Do you need additional documentation? Do you need additional documentation from the non-buyer side of the contract? What does that look like for you guys to prepare our clients that are going through this, this transaction, which is a little uncommon? Well, what we like, like Kevin said, we would likely do is pause on the things that we have to pay money for, right? So we could, we certainly do the application, run the credit, uh, the good thing, most documents are good for most, most documents that are of, 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 of value and that we have to go out and purchase are good for 120 days. Credit reports, um, appraisals, things like that. Title, title reports can be updated quickly. 
you know, getting documents from clients. Yes, that will cause us to have to get documents multiple times from the clients. But guess what? It's really not that difficult in this day and age. No, here's the list. Yeah, you, you probably want to get it to us now so that we can CYA when agents want to know if we've done all our due diligence. We like to tell the truth that we have. And you know what? Yes, we're going to have to do it again. But not an uncommon from a 60-day close or a 45-day close. If someone supplied me documents from February and we're closing in April, you know, I'm going to need documents in March too because some of these per pay stubs, bank statements have to be within 30 days of close. And that's okay. Yeah, there was a, there was a movie a long time ago with John Houseman. It was called The Paper Chase. We're in, we're that was about that was about going to law school. This is about mortgage banking. We're always in a paper chase. We're always looking for trailing documentation. We're always looking for update, updated bank statements and pay stubs. We're always looking to verify. And as time goes on, we need more and more verification because obviously. The documents we have will be stale dated at some point in time. But uh, that's just what we do as part of our everyday being. You know, it doesn't it doesn't define us, but uh, it's just part of what we do every day. Jessica and Kevin, I want to ask you another question. Right now, thoughts. Give me your thoughts. And I'm going to ask you to go in the future a little bit. April 1st to September 30th. That's a long period of time. Last year at this time, we were just coming into the pandemic. Now, hopefully, we're coming out of the pandemic. Give me what your thought process is. And if you can tie the pandemic into home buying season, which in our area, it hasn't taken a break, but it really starts April 1st, goes through when the kids go back to school. Where are we going to be during that period of time in terms of just the activity that we're talking about right now just seems very vibrant. Yeah, I think the activities continue to be very similar to what it is, in my personal opinion. As long as interest rates stay in a decent spot, right? As long as, I mean, yeah, they're going to go up. I don't think they're going to stay as low as they are now, but are they going to skyrocket? I, you guys can answer that better than I can. I don't think they are. Um, so as long as interest rates stay stable, I think that's going to be the same in regards to the pandemic. I think it's going to be, there's going to be a time where people are just trying to get used to what it looks like again. Right. Um, it's like, we all had to get used to, I was so tired of hearing the world. This is our new normal. I was like, is it really, should it be, is it going to be, is this our new normal or is there the ability in the future to get back to what normal felt like? And I think that there's going to be some definitions around that and some reservations around that and people not knowing what to do, how to act. Should I wear a mask? Should I not? Well, you know, what does this feel like? Um, I think there's going to be some of that, but I also think that people just want to get back to a normal feel. Um, I, I, I think as we come out of this, as we're coming into the spring this year, obviously very different from last year. Um, I think that um, it, it's going to be a very, very, very good, um, selling season for real estate and hopefully a little bit more stable because what we're experiencing right now is, is too hard for buyers. I'd like to see inventory levels uh, double, maybe even triple from what they're at right now. That's going to take it to a little more stable. It'll still be a great market, but it's not going to be the ridiculousness that we're, that we're seeing and feeling right now. So that's my prediction. That's what I think from now till September is going to look like. Jessica, I'm going to give you a last word on purchase excitement for today. Then John and I are going to do a little bit about a refi talk. And then we're going to say goodbye to everybody. But uh, Jessica, 
last words on purchase excitement for today? Well, I've got uh, our. I've got about ten buyers. All of them are fully pre-approved. Um, we are ready to go, and we are sitting and waiting. So. The way that our company works, my right hand is Madison. Madison and I are tackling all of the buyers. Um, and, you know, the, they are. They're getting they're getting frustrated because as quickly as I can get them in the door of the house, we are having to have those conversations about pricing. Uh, how serious are you guys even prior to walking in the house? This is what a competitive offer looks like and some of the pieces that we already discussed doing those uh, inspections as your due diligence with no repairs. Most of my buyers are very tolerant of this market, and they, but we do very much prepare them for, this is gonna feel quick, but we are here for you to have those conversations, to talk through the pricing. And this isn't the first time that all of us on this podcast today have said this, but get with a good team, have a good real estate agent, have a good lender so that all of your ducks are in the row that once we're walking through the house, you guys know whether or not you need to make that offer. You want to make that offer. How much are you willing to give or not to give, whether that's price or terms and financeability, um, do we have a good rapport with your lender to be able to have that conversation and move these monies around? But my buyers are excited. They're ready to find that next house and start that next adventure with us. Excellent. Excellent. John Cole, a little refi talk, about two seconds of refinance talk. Rates, of course, are stable this week. They've gone up the last 10 days to two weeks. It's not a big deal the way I look at it because you know what? Anytime you get a mortgage rate in the threes, mid threes, historically low rates in the in the range, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, don't wait. We're telling people to lock it in now. People who have fear of missing out, you got to get into it now. Don't wait, everybody, on the refi train. Rates are never going to go back to zero. It's not going to happen. They've never been at zero. They're not going down to zero. John Cole? My two seconds? Yes. Your two seconds. That's it. John Cole's two seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, Jessica Zilke and Kevin Stewart from the Stewart team, downtown Rochester. They are very strong advocates of taking care of their clients, doing the right thing. They've been a partner with us. They've been on our radio show. They'll be on the radio show with John Cole and Harvey Freed this Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m., 97.1. They are radio pros. And why are they so good on the radio and on podcasts? Because they believe and they live and they say what they're going to do. And they just take their business to heart. Their business is personal with them. They have great reputations. They know what they're doing. We believe in them. You should believe in them too. For Roberto Beauchene, John Kolb, Becky Alley, Harvey Freed, Lisa Lawson, our entire team of 65 here at Capital Mortgage Funding. We're working from home. We hope to see you outside in the real world soon. Guys, we'll see you on Saturday morning. And thank you, Roberto, for producing and directing our podcast and our show every week. Stay healthy, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.